Hello, everybody. Welcome to A Whole Lot of Nothing Podcast. My name is Roland Prince. And ladies, if you want to get at me on Instagram, it's at Roland the Prince. So you know where to find me. Anyway, to my left is my boy Jamie Lee in the comfiest chair that we have at Glass Porto Studios. It's quite comfy. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at James Liffey. <laughs> and if you want to follow Glass Portal Studios on Instagram, it's at Glass Portal Records. It's actually James Life, but Life is with an extra E, so it's kind of like Liffey. There we go. Now that we got our self-plugs out of the way, how are you doing, my boy? You know, another good day. Another, another good day. day. Honestly, here's one thing I really like. We're recording this on a Monday, yep. and a lot of people hate their Mondays. And I love Mondays, because I love Mondays because, for me, it's a start of a fresh week. And I try to celebrate every single week as best as I can and try to stay as optimistic and positive. And if I can get off on the right foot on a Monday, I know that the rest of the week I can go out and dominate and do whatever I want to do and accomplish things. And if you don't win your Monday, I'm a believer that it's a lot harder to win your week. So it's, it's it's like in hockey. You know, you score the first goal and you're most likely going to win the game. You don't always, but it certainly helps. And, you know, you win the first quarter, you might win the game. It helps, you know. So, for me... Hockey, it's the first period, but, you know, whatever. No, but first goal is a big, a bigger thing. Because, you know, basketball, your, your quarters... You first quarter, my bad. I just misheard. I, I did say first quarter, but I was oh. referring to basketball. But, like, I, first basket doesn't mean, make a difference. i got to start paying attention more. <laughs> yeah. But, no, like... He's got, a, he's got a point, though. Yeah, like, how do you feel about Mondays? I mean, I feel like you... I have no aversion to Mondays. Monday I feel like you, like, every day, day, I feel like you have seven days of the week, and none of them are any different. No, no, I often don't Especially know Especially when, well, yeah, when you're self-employed. Yeah, when you're self-employed, when you're self-employed, that's something that's, it's very, it's very big on how it affects your day and your perception of each day, because... You could you are literally on schedule twenty four seven. So like you could be scheduled to do anything whenever, and the days of the week, like the the weekdays, Monday to Friday, don't necessarily matter when it comes to coming to working at a studio. Because like people will be like, okay, I want to book from nine a.m. until three p.m. on a Tuesday, and that's all normal. But then also, yo, I want to book uh, 11, 11 p.m. to four a.m. on a Saturday night. That's also completely normal. So, I don't know. I just, all the days kind of merge into you one You kind of just have days that end in Y. That's yeah, kind that's of how it. it works for you. Yeah. Whereas, like, I actually, I have a, I, it's, it, I would say 9 to 5, but in technical terms, it's an 8 to 4 with what I work at Mystery Adventure Club, proud sponsor of this podcast. Oh, lot of nothing. And so, yeah, I work, I work 8 to 4, Monday to Friday, which is nice because I, I, I guarantee myself a minimum of 40 hours work week. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I try and fill the rest of my time in with other things that I can make as productive as possible, uh, especially on weekdays. So it's a Monday night. We're recording this podcast for a couple, for probably about an hour. We spend about half an hour just sort of talking, kind of shooting shit, and then getting seeing, our voices warmed up, basically. Yeah, we don't talk about anything about the podcast per no. se we just kind of it's almost like a warm We're just up. catching up really. it's kind I, I i'd consider it the warm-up and this is the game you yeah, know it's make, like that makes sense that makes it's sense. like you give ourselves a bit of time get the creativity flowing just and a then little bit sometimes we talk about how we want to market this podcast if we're going to be running some ads which after this pod i'd like to kind of see if we can put something up if possible if you have time uh, um, yeah, definitely. We'll just add it to the schedule. Schedules, the schedule board's over there. So. Perfect. And then, and then other things I like to do. I I like going to the gym quite a bit. I try and go about four times a week, 
three times during the weekdays and then once on the weekends. And then I also have a fitness class that I teach at Extreme Trampoline. So if you are in Ottawa, Ontario, you want to have the best trampoline fitness experience of all time, come check out Extreme Trampoline Wednesday nights from 8 to 9 because I will be your instructor and we will do a mix of core cardio and lower body. and It'll be fantastic and it'll be lots of fun. You'll be sweating. Um, but yeah, so I like to try and fill up as much of my time as possible. Weekends for me, like I don't even try to slow down. I try to speed up if anything. Oh yeah. Well, that's that's when all the people that are going to consume the content that you create are there and ready to consume it. So it's like it's it's even kicking into high gear time. Well, for me on weekends, like one of the things I'm trying to learn a lot right now is some basic After Effects stuff. So um, I think I mentioned before, I'm working on Lower Thirds titles, and I'm still working on the, those things a bit, um, as well as kind of other video projects, like on Friday at a client downtown, uh, Saturday did my edits for that, uh, both video and photo stuff for Instagram, and so on weekends, it's nice for me to kind of take that time to learn more things, as well as kind of see if I can find clients or see if I can find other productive things uh, to do that is just going to help benefit me with the the places I want to go. All right. So, yeah, I mean, you're kind of the same. It's just always ongoing that way. Yeah, well, I'm just always always moving, always doing my thing. And then on weekends, that's when I really try and kick myself into high gear when it comes to marketing the actual studio and just trying to message as many new, as many new clients as possible, offer deals to people, get my ads all, all created for the week, and then start putting those up. By the way, we're offering a Christmas special all the way up until January 1st. Ooh. So if you would like to give the gift of your music this winter – I, you know, I gotta include everybody. So this winter holiday, if you would like to give the gift to your music, come on into Glass Portal Records. DM at Glass Portal Records on Instagram or email us at glassportalrecords at gmail.com. And uh, and you can we can tell you all about our perfect I love how you say we, but it's just you. Well, it's me, and then sometimes Sandy answers the messages on okay. Instagram. So like it is a we, but like it's not a we. I do 99% of the work. He's uh he's just he's just a homie that but also <laughs> Also, don't forget, if you like how this podcast sounds and you're in the Ottawa area, like RJ is going to be taking in potential podcast clients within the studio. Oh, definitely. And uh, like, I think this sounds fantastic. RJ, RJ, I mean, mixes it perfectly. And then Thank you. the equipment we're using is top of, top of the line. Top of the line. Well, okay, maybe not top of the line. Let's but say it's like, up there. It's, it's on the you're line. Not, you're no slouch. Exactly. Well, I did, I did, you know, I got, I got my nice AKG Perception 120 and my NT1A over here, all running through my beautiful, You beautiful. could have had hieroglyphics, like just, you know, as like an ad lib, or not as an ad lib, as but kind of just like, as subtitles, and I would not have understood. Like anything that I just like, said? Like, it would have been just, ju- like. Just jibbity jabbity Yeah, like it wouldn't have made a difference to me what you which just said. Which one do you think is the NT1A? Seven. Which which one? Here's a hint. Road NT1A. The one you're using. Yes, the one that says Road on my pop filter. <laughs> nice. I I have a Rode mic. Yes, you do. It's uh the Rode Video Mic Go. Hey, there we go. It's a shotgun mic. Plugs right into your camera. And I got a nice dead cat on it to Beautiful. reduce the wind noise. Or in Australia, it's called a dead wombat. Actually, Rode is an Australian company. Uh, apparently, it's still called a Red Wombat or a Dead Wombat. Is it? Apparently, in Australia, that's what they call it. Like instead of a dead cat, it's like a. Nor- it's like they don't they don't sell it as a dead wombat because like obviously they need to sell it to the rest of the world, which calls it a dead cat. But apparently, like it's film slang where like when you're on set, they call it a a, a dead bomb dead wombat. 
That's so weird. That's one of my, one of my, one of my profs who who works fully and who uh, and who does boom miking uh, sometimes as uh, well. He did this when he was younger, but he said he was working with an Australian film crew and they always called it a dead wombat. So it could have been that could have been that one crew, or it could have been uh, it could have been. Like, have you ever seen those boom mics that are being used on television sets? I've held one. They're like I learned how thirty to- feet long, and Bro, then there's just like this little mic that you kind of have to point above the above the, the characters. The, Bro, that shit you will get the, paid the so much money just to hold a microphone on a stick. Well, I've, yeah, look at the the size of your delts at the end of that. Thing oh, at the end of, at the end of that shit, you're just ripped. Yeah, like you're just. You're like Chris oh. Bumstead out there. Honestly, shout out Chris Bumstead, bro. That's the nigga we went to high school with. Yeah, this cr- dude got massive. Yeah, Chris Bumstead was this dude in my grade 11 bio class. And now he's one of the top bodybuilders in the world. Is a sponsored athlete for Gymshark. Uh, second at Mr. Olympia in classic physique two years in a row. Dos. Like two, and this is a Canada boy. Dos. West años. Ottawa boy. Young one just killing it. So honestly, shout out to him. Honestly, big shout out to that dude. And also, not only is this is this dude ripped and good at what he does, he's a nice guy. Like, yeah, he, he is. He, like he looks scary as hell, and then you walk up and he's like the nicest dude. I, yeah, think, my, I think my mom taught him. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but uh, I think segue time. Segway. Paul Blart just rolls by on a Segway. <laughs> <laughs> Mall cop. <laughs> but Stop no. calling him Segway. So start calling him Paul Blart. <laughs> Paul Blart time. And we were talking a bit, a bit about this new app before the pod. We we didn't really talk much that we would include it in this, but I think it'd no, be cool. Yeah. Um, new app. It's basically the new Vine TikTok. It's ambitious to call it the new Vine, but it's getting to the point where it, it could be the new Vine. It's a Chinese app, so it already has a lot of the Chinese market, which is why it's been able to... To pop off at the, to, uh, the level it has? Yeah, and that's why it's it was already at scale by the time it was introduced in North America. Uh, but I want to know your thoughts on your initial impressions, your first... Ooh. I almost dropped a water bottle. It's empty, though. So it's as okay. long as you don't spill another Red Bull. Okay, that was one time I spilled one Red Bull on my equipment. <laughs> now, anyway, yes. I want to know, uh, what are your initial first thoughts on TikTok as an app? I've never actually been on the app, but from what I've seen as what TikToks are on Instagram, they look like like shit. Actually, a lot the, of them. Yeah, no, the export quality on Instagram... From TikTok is brutal, but they look a lot nicer on the native app. Oh, I'm not even talking about the quality. Oh, you're talking about I'm like, talking about the quality. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. The Different content type. quality. Yeah, we're not talking about the technical quality. Yeah, we're it's talking the about the content quality. Yeah. Where I understand some things are just gonna be like just like Vine. There were things where if you weren't on Vine and you weren't watching Vines, these vines would not be funny. And I get that. That's a that but I don't go on TikTok. I don't feel like watching a bunch of 13-year-old girls like lip sync about getting their heart hurt or something bullshit and i don't know i i that's that's my presumption of what the app is and i really don't really want to be on it so the way i'm looking at it right now is i feel like it's taking over the same sort of demographic that musically has slash had which is the young demographic but what i think i'm most excited for is i genuinely think the next few months 
that it's going to start taking off in a similar way that Vine did, where you're going to get all these adults that come on, like the Chris D'Elia's, yeah. uh, the Cody People Co's, who can actually do it properly. And, and that's going to make the app so much more fun. And you're going to get a lot of these TikTok native creators. And what I hope that doesn't happen, however, I'm not convinced that, that this will be the case, yeah. is that... One of the biggest problems that Vine as a platform and as an app had was it had no incentive for creators to create there. Yeah. You'd get this fame, you'd blow up, but then if you had all this Vine fame, why would you stay on Vine when they wouldn't like financially compensate you? Yeah. Or give you the brand deals, the exposure to these brands that a transfer to Instagram or YouTube with this dedicated audience already would. Now, I'm worried that TikTok may end up with the same problem because this morning I was watching a video by Cody Ko, which is basically how the guy got absolutely fucked by TikTok. So uh, basically, like he, I think he made a video or a, a tweet making fun of TikTok, and then they tweeted at him something that just didn't make sense given the context of what he said. And he was like, what the fuck? And then he finds out like a few days later... Um, that TikTok was running a Facebook ad with so, like a piece of content that he made on their platform, but gave no permission whatsoever to to use that. It's on their platform, though. And so, essentially, in their terms and agreements, what it says is that they have full license to use whatever content is posted on their yep. platform for commercial use. Yeah, which I think really fucks over creators. So if you're a creator and you want to build a brand through this platform, I'm concerned, is that really the place to do it? Or are they going to be looking at their bottom line first before elevating those that create on it? They're because a company. The they're obviously going to look at their bottom line before no, but they look at anybody else. The pro but here's the problem, and this is the exact reason why Vine went out of business, is because their bottom line starts with the creators on the platform. Vine lost because King Batch... Logan Paul, Jake Paul, and like literally hundreds of other Viners were like, we're not getting paid for this. We're not getting compensated. We're not getting the value that we deserve for literally having millions of followers. Let's go to YouTube. And that's exactly what they did. Now, if TikTok makes that same mistake and they get these TikTok creators that start to rise and start to come up and get millions and millions of views, likes, shares, comments, and all these different things, and TikTok is like, you know what? We're still going to use you as our ad, and you are not going to get compensated for that. What if this that. is just a very short-term app? What if they're the company it could actually, be. actually just set out, put that in there, inside their terms and conditions so they could stay alive? Because they're starting the next Vine. They obviously know what killed Vine. So they probably put that in there, wove that in there, and that basically gave their app a shelf life. So that their company, their app company, when that app eventually dies out, just like how Vine died out, then they can rebrand their company, launch a new app, and just do it all over again. See, the reason I don't think that's the case is because they're a Chinese app. And in China, you obviously have so many more restrictions on, one, the content that you can produce, how you market yourself as a business, and, and money that goes in and out. So few corporations have a lot more power there. Um, then as opposed to countries that are more capitalistic like Canada and like the United States in the Western world. So if their business model is designed for China and they're keeping that same model to move into North America, which 
by the way, I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if they've adjusted in any way. In fact, I know very little about this. So I'm just speaking from kind of hypotheticals and where I think my understanding is and estimated guesses. Estimated guess. All guesses. Educated are, guesses. Ed, educated guesses, yes. What, what, what I, what I, my response to that is, yet there are very few companies that are allowed to produce applications. Obviously, the ones that produce more applications that get approved by the government to be available to the Chinese citizens, because that, that's, is that, am I wrong? Is that, is that how they control the access to the internet there? I believe so. so However, I, I will preface this by saying, not experts, could be wrong, we, but We are talking sure. out of our booty holes. But they're clean, so. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yes, my, yes, it's clean. Anyway, I actually showered before I came over here, so, you know. Nice. Ladies, say the fuck away from my asshole. Anyway, so. That was so aggressive. <laughs> that was unnecessarily aggressive. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, what if these companies, to in order to show other companies how much status they have, give their apps a shelf life so that. When they they have to or are forced to launch out another app, and that is another notch on their belt of how they can say we've had now not only Vine, but let's if Vine and TikTok were created by the same people, which they are not, but they can say, oh, we had Vine, it was such a big success. You all remember Vine, and it was, goes away. Now, since they gave Vine a shelf life and and it's, it's starting to expire, then they start working on TikTok, and then they wait a little bit until Vine's dead, launch out TikTok. It comes in and, and, and it also has a shelf life, but now that's two apps under that company's belt. Again, this is a whole hypothetical situation. But imagine if they did that. That's now two apps that have been approved to the country, approved by the government to the country. So now that enhances their reputation amongst, like, as app makers amongst, well, the app See, creation community. I mean, it's a possibility. It's just a hypothetical. The but reason like, I'm going to disagree with that is because gives them status. I don't necessarily think it gives them status for the sheer reason that that's two major failures. Not really. Yeah, that's like you've had... It's major failures, but look at how much money they've made and how much of an impression they made I'm not disagreeing with that, but the fact is is that when you have millions and millions of users during a small two-year window, there's the only way you lose the all those users and the app gets completely shut down is through complete and total mismanagement. And that looks absolutely terrible. And if then another app, which is a similar premise, comes in and does the same thing and has the same result, then that's a fail of their business model and their management and not knowing how to look at this case study and being like, these are their failures. Let's not make those same mistakes again. But they again. made their money. They're sitting pretty, and they don't have to do. Yeah, it but why would you want to be a Vine when you can be a Facebook, a Snapchat, or an Instagram or a Twitter? Not everyone that has lasts the same aspirations as Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, but if you're making a, a if you're making a platform or an app that is getting millions and millions of monthly active users, then yeah, your your inspirate your your aspirations are going to be fairly long term. You know, like some people, yeah, like maybe their goal. May or not, or not just saying for TikTok in particular, but for a lot of major apps, is eventually to sell out. You know, sell the app, uh, sell the app for six, seven, eight, nine, ten figures. Yeah, and then they can just like cash in all this money, and maybe they can reinvest that into another business. Maybe they retire. That's the what the guy. That's what at MySpace Tom on Instagram did. Mm-hmm. Sold MySpace. What was it? I think it was five hundred and fifty million or something. Jesus. Retired at like twenty something years old. That's fucking. And now retarded. he's just a, now he's a travel photographer. Bro, with that much money, you have all the time in the world. You don't have to do anything. I agree, but 
let's kind of spin this in a different direction. Let's Paul Blart it. That's a new thing on this podcast now. Let's, we say let's, Paul Blart, let's that blart means segue. this shit. Let's blart, blart it. So, if you had that much money, you had like half a billion dollars by the time you're 25 years old. The dream. Would you retire? If I had, if I had 500 million dollars. Yes. Would I retire? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely not for me. Absolutely I, not. I would. Re- the thing is, well, hold on. That's that's implying. That's sorry. In this hypothetical situation, am I working a nine to five? Am I working for no, some, no, no, or am no, I no. still doing what like, I'm doing right now? It's literally you're living your life exactly as you are right now. Okay. And then you get in five years from now, however far your career is taking you. Yeah. So we that's that's a variable. We Doesn't don't matter. Know. But let's assume I'm not making five hundred million dollars. Well, I mean, I I'm gonna put money on it right now. I'll put five hundred million, so you're not you making some, right here. I'm same here. I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. We'll put, so we I'll put five hundred dollars. Yeah, we got a million. Or, sorry, a billion dollars in there. Saying that you will not make five hundred million by the time you're twenty six. And if I hey. If I lose that bet, I guess Pay I up. just I guess I just lose that bet. But but no. Uh, so yeah. would you five years from now, wherever your career takes you, okay, would you take that five hundred million dollars and completely retire? No, not at all. If I'm still doing what I'm doing right now, I assumed that I was living a life where I'm like working a nine to five or like an average person's life. I thought I was answering from the average person's perspective. No, no. If I'm answering from my perspective, I would still be running a studio. Hopefully, a lot a, a lot more has a lot more name behind it and that in, in in my city at least. Uh, than what it does now. Nice, nice knuckle pop, by the way. That was, uh, look, listen, to that. listen to that nitrogen just coming out of Ooh. those bits of cartilage. Oh, I know Ooh. you enjoy that in this high quality audio. Brought to you by Glass Porto Studios at Glass Porto Records okay. on Instagram. Let's Sorry. Paul Bart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, what was I talking about? Retiring? Yes, I would not retire. I would still have my studio. If I if I was living a regular, smegular life, just like any other person, I, yes, I would retire and then do my thing. But the thing that I do is this. So, like, if I had $500 million in my bank, I would then just upgrade the living shit out of my studio, hire employees, hire engineers, have a chain of studio. You ever heard of a studio chain? Nope. Exactly. So imagine I had a chain of studios that ran from city to Two city. Two chains. City to city. And it's like, this is a glass portal. If you'd like to go to a glass portal, there's glass portals in three different cities. And you can Oh, all- okay. I like that. And you own a. a it, nobody fucking take that, by the way. I will fuck you up three ways We're to Sunday. We're not getting enough listeners to steal any ideas. I know. So exact, exactly. That's my point. I will find you. And, and I will kill you. That's all. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I would upgrade the living hell at my studio, and then eventually I would branch out into other cities, hire on engineers, and making sure they're certified engineers. Or if I can find someone who's from who who is self-taught and just as good as anybody else, just like Apple, just like Amazon, just like Google, you don't need just to like have, Shopify, a local it, company. Exactly. Yeah, shout out Shopify. They got a nice ass building, bro. Uh, it's downtown Ottawa. Anyway, but I was then start a chain, start a big chain of studios because. Right now, music is more accessible to everybody than it ever has been. But a full studio experience—I'm talking like like a quality good studio—isn't as accessible to everyone. And if I can bring a full quality, like beautiful studio with all the amenities that every other artist that is big time has, and I can bring that to people at a, at a decent cost, where they aren't breaking their bank but can still get a like like I'm talking radio quality music from a studio and, and have the full studio experience like they're going to an actual full recording studio where you we could record literally anything that would be really cool if i can bring that to people 
and uh, and bring it to bring the glass portal experience to as many people as possible. That's what I would do with five hundred fifty million dollars. I also think that's what you're planning on doing anyways. Well, well yeah, probably. Anyway. <laughs> I think that you're just you're just saying it would accelerate my twenty year plan. That's pretty much all I'm saying. Yeah, like I have a plan set up. This would accelerate it exponentially. Oh, oh we're gonna blart this, okay? Blart, blart, uh, <laughs> blart alert, blart. We just need the sound of a Segway just driving <laughs> slowly across. Okay, so blart alert. Um, we're gonna call ourselves out right now. Oh. I'm gonna start long-term goals, dreams, and plan, so that ten years from now we can see how close or far, or wrong or incorrect or right we were. Okay, and when we listen to this back. What is it 10, 15, 20 years from now? I'm not saying like, where do you see yourself in 20 years? Because that's just a dumb question. Yeah. But you know, the direction that you want to take your career, the things, the sort of milestones you want to hit, um, and just sort of like to hit my old milestones I worked out with a truck, but like, and just sort of how you want to build out that dream career of yours. Okay. Um, I'll start. Because I've been interviewing you mostly so far. Yeah, so far. Um, but basically, for myself, obviously videography uh, and photography is an immense passion of mine. And telling stories through visuals is something that I love to do. It's something I'm very connected with. And doing this as I travel is something I, I want to do. That's, that's very macro. But where I want to get is a little bit more specific. And the things that I want to start doing more with my future is doing more animal conservation content. Because as from the time I was a child, all I ever looked up to were people like the Steve Irwins or the Jeff Corwins or the Austin Stevens of the world. Those guys were my heroes, watching them on Animal Planet as they travel the world, educating people about the importance of wildlife conservation, the importance of reptiles, the importance of our ecosystems, and how everything comes into balance, and how when the top of the food chain is knocked off, everything below gets messed up and the reverse happens as well and so what i'd love to do moving forward is to start making conservation content in africa or in in asia about different animals that i i really find just so captivating and eventually i'd love that to take me into the water where i'm diving and filming and photographing orcas somewhere in the world and i'm educating people about how these animals actually have even more developed language than we do There's orcas in New Zealand and British Columbia that researchers have been able to find have actual different accents and how they speak. That's so fucking cool. The language part of their brain is significantly larger than humans. They also have a larger brain. Yes, they have a larger brain. They're the largest species of dolphin, and I think... And there's never been a recorded case in history of a person, in specifically in the wild, being attacked by one. So they're very misunderstood, and and they're the top predator in the in our oceans, other than whalers, which is just absolutely horrible. Now that's something I'd love to do, and from there I'd love to be making short films, mini documentaries, and impactful content through whatever medium I can promote it, and that encourages people to take action on something, whether that's within their own life to to. Look at it from a glass half full and an optimistic point of view and a view of opportunity or whether that's in conservation where it's like, you know what, coral bleaching is a major problem that we have. Plastic in our oceans is really killing our ecosystems. Oil spills and deforestation, all of these are actually happening in the world and it's creating a very negative effect. 
on our environment and to maybe educate people to take action on those things would be something I'd be really proud of. And eventually, hopefully one day I can have a personal brand that is strong enough where I can leverage it to start my own business. And that business, what I'm hoping to be would be some sort of apparel company where I can raise money for mental health initiatives in memory of CJ, as well as... Shout out, CJ. Exactly. And so in memory of him, as well as apparel that can raise money for each cause that I'm a part of. So whether that be mental health, whether that be for saving the orcas, you know, or yeah. or uh, anti-bleaching anti in our oceans, um, cleaning up oil spills, finding alternatives to all these different things. Um, you know, uh, recently, Sam Calder, the Kamigawa team, Brother Nature, Tars, real Tarzan and all these uh, other influencers went to South Africa and did a phenomenal project on saving the rhinos there, which I encourage everybody, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, check out at Karmagawa on Instagram or at Sam Calder to look at the video because it's graphic, but it tells an, an incredible story of the conservation efforts to save these rhinos from extinction, which could happen as quickly as within the next five years. And it's impacts like that that I find so inspirational. And it's not just because Sam is my favorite creator of all time. It's because I've grown up being obsessed with with snakes. Snakes were like my my thing growing up and, and reptiles and, and all these other forms of wildlife. And to be able to connect like a childhood passion with something that I'm more recently in tune, bring everything together is something that I want to do with my future. So yeah, the next like 5, 10, 20 years, I want to dedicate a lot of my time, my efforts, my energy into educating people, inspiring people, and to use talents in videography, photography, and storytelling to bring light to these causes so that people don't just think about them, but actually care. So that's me. Well, that's what you do at your 550 mil? Yeah. All right. That's but yeah, so that's that's my long-term goals. So now let's, let's hear... Yours is it? What you just said, or any other details? My long term about your music, or my long term uh, business wise would definitely need to be to run a studio chain. That would be ideal. That would be really cool uh, to just be able to to have the money coming in from that. Have all these employees that are that are working for me. Have basically the the business running autonomously. Within ten years, I want to have. Like, uh, that's what you said originally. What, what, what I want within ten years. Where do I see myself in ten years? Pretty much. And in 10 years, I see myself with at least two uh, established studio locations. Uh, at, le like, at least one of them, obviously, is going to be in Ottawa. Um, I'd like to, I see myself with at least two studios that are running autonomously where I can I, be bouncing back and forth between locations. And if I don't show up one day, it's still going to run because I still have people that are working there for me. You know what I mean? The people that are actually running and handling day-to-day -day bookings and uh, bookings and, uh, and actually running sessions and whatnot. Uh, but then on the that would basically leave me free to make my money and still obviously be an active part in running my two studios because those are like my babies. But I would also have now because I have money coming in autonomously, I'd have more time to work on my music. And basically through working really hard for an, the next 10 years to get to a point where I have two locations that are running autonomously – or, or like even if I have one location in ten years that's running a hundred percent autonomously, which is a, like way more achievable, but still, even if I have one more, you just sorry, just one, that's still like I'd be happy in ten years. But anyway, it would give me more time to to focus on my music if I had something that's running by itself, and I can actually then focus on. And obviously, I would have my own home studio where I do my thing, or I'd have one of the studios where I can go in and book time and do my thing, and I, I'd have 
not only the tools, but the the funding and the time to really put exactly what it is that I want into all of my albums. Because yes, yes, like I have been able to put a lot of music, oh, sorry, put out a lot of music that is almost exactly what I want it to be. But there's some limitations, and, and every engineer and producer knows this, there's some limitations that that you have when it comes to putting things out that you can't achieve, like you can't surpass without money, pretty much. You just need that expensive equipment to get that proper Moog sound. You need a Moog. It's a synth, by the way, for those of you who don't know. Yeah, I didn't know If that. you want a proper U87 recording sound on your voice, you need to go out and buy that U87 microphone. You, you, there's no substitute, really. Like You're not going to get a U87 sound without a U87. Like it's, Or you can, but it's just really hard. Why not just buy a U87? You know what I mean? And I don't know why I use the U87, U87 but because nobody used to get to know what that is. But yeah, I'm an engineer. That's audio engineer. That's what I do. <laughs> I, I geek out about microphones and shit. Anyway, basically, that's my 10-year plan. Within 10 years, I will have established my own personal brand as a musician a lot stronger. And I will have the first ever or the beginnings of the first ever studio chain and uh, they both be running autonomously and me being able to put out the best highest and highest quality music that I can. That would be my ideal goal. And also having in the back end, this is something that I've already started to uh, started to do, but running my record label, Glass Portal Records is called Glass Portal Records yeah. for a reason. The studios are open to the public. And one thing that I'd be really looking to do is have the label side of Glass Portal Records. And when we put a studio in a city, that's not just a studio. If you go to that studio and you are recording at that studio and your stuff is of a high enough caliber, that gets that comes back to me. I hear about it. And I, I want to hear that music. And I, the best artists that we see coming into those studios, if you're not signed, we can offer you a deal. We'll help you with that promotion, that management, everything. Give you the full artist experience. And we help you put out your music. We help compensate you on those studio times because you have the talent. We help you with getting with with gaining those followers, with booking those shows, with getting that merch made, with it's getting like an influencer deal. For exactly, musicians. exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's an influencer deal because you're coming into our studio, putting out really good content. It's not necessarily a record deal because I want you to have control of your masters. You keep your royalties, at least not at least a, a hefty percent of your royalties for everything you release with us. But where we're different is the fact that we, we we give you creative freedom. You can work with other labels while you work with us as long as it doesn't infringe upon what you're supposed to be releasing contractually under us. Without getting into too much of the actual contractual details, we I mean, there's want... no contract written, so there's no details. That's what you think, but <laughs> I, I have... For, is this weird? For, in my free time, I write contracts for hypothetical situations <laughs> so that when I'm in those situations, I can pull out the contract, fill in a couple names dot my I's and cross my T's, and then it's already there. And like 90% of the contract's done. I just have to modify some terms. Not bad. So yeah, I just have like my Google Docs is just filled with like contracts for when I'm dealing with producers, when I've produced for somebody, when I'm selling a feature to somebody, and like or when somebody's selling beats to me, like or, or someone's selling a feature to me, sorry. Like all, all like almost all situations I just have accounted for. Now, semi-blart. Blart. Blart. But, uh... Another question, and this is, again, we'll both answer this, because I think at this point what I want to focus on is we've been talking a lot about ourselves and our own ambitions, but I want to kind of try and give some value to anybody listening 
from our own experiences, because I, I do feel like both of us have a very strong understanding of the things that we want to do, the efforts that we want to put into them, and kind of working as much and as hard as we can into getting there. Yes. Now, it's a pretty simple question. Now, what is the piece of advice that you would give to somebody who maybe feels like they just can't seem to figure out what they want to do, what they want to become, or like who they want to be? You're boring. If you have nothing in your life that you can say, I like this and I want to do this, you got to start tr- doing random shit, bro. You got to find something in your life that can motivate you to get up out of bed in the morning. And if you if you can't like if you literally cannot find that, do you know who you are? Do you know yourself? Start, yeah, but that's the thing they start with whoever find, that person is probably doesn't. And that's okay. Like start looking into yourself is where with my best advice. If you have absolutely nothing like that you can think that you could do like, what do you do during your free time? Do you watch Netflix? Do you like watching films? Then maybe you start making films. And if you find out that's not your thing, it might lead you to your thing that you can make money off or of. Or maybe future. start a podcast on one of those things. Maybe exactly. you're a really big movie buff and you're There's like, you know what? Always I'm going to make a podcast about movies. There's and all, I'm just going to talk about movies, anything. a blog, you, then a YouTube channel. Yeah, exactly. Anything. Like, there's always something. Like, I hate when people come to me, and sorry, I'm just like ranting right now, but I, one thing I absolutely cannot stand, and it's something that I've gotten, I've had to go through with a lot of people that I know from, or a lot of people that I used to know when I, when I used to go to Carlton University, which I dropped out of, by the way, uh, or when I went to uh, Algonquin, which I graduated from, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I ran, I came across so many people that were literally, we're like, oh, I'm just doing this degree because, like, I need one. Oh, I, or yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just gonna. No, that, that, that bothers me, me nuts too. so much because it's like you didn't take any time to sit there and think about who you are and what it is that you like before signing away. Like, what, what, what do you think? What, what does all the university cost? Like, thirty, forty thousand dollars in total? <laughs> Probably more. Some fucking bullshit. If you, if you move out of town, you're looking at a oh, hundred thousand oh over. You're looking at least in Canada, at least a hundred thousand. Yeah, um, over four years. So people who basically are willing to sign away a hundred thousand dollars, and that's if you're in the United States, to not know that could be a year. Like you're looking at forty, fifty thousand dollars a year, which is even crazier. But here's, I guess, this is my piece of advice, and I think it all starts with rearranging certain questions. And if you are uncertain of what you want to do, odds are the question that we asked ourselves a minute ago, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Where do you see yeah. yourself in 20 years? It's probably the most annoying question you can ever be asked because it is and it's backwards because how on earth is anybody supposed to know what they're supposed to be in that amount of time when you don't even know what you had for breakfast? Yeah. And like, so when we are talking about this, we're not talking about from an expertise standpoint, we're talking about it, this is... This is a dream, and that's all it is. That's all it is. It's it's not going to turn out the way we're talking about. Probably not. And you know what? Maybe some things were right. Maybe some things were wrong. Maybe we're totally off. Who we knows did, where this direction it. is going to take us? We just predict. Now, the question that I started asking myself a couple years ago that kind of brought me into a closer direction into what I wanted to do, who I wanted to become, the things that I wanted to do, was I started to ask myself what would be if there was a world where we were not binded by currency. We were not binded by money. People just worked. People just did. But there was no transaction ever. 
You know, you pumped your gas, you just went and go. You you got served at the restaurant, you ate your food. Everybody just did something. Mm-hmm. And there was no no exchange. Just imagine no money. Mm-hmm. What is it that you'd be doing? You you have free options to do whatever it is you want to do. You can literally, if, if you want to ride your bike every single day, go do that. You know, if you want to skateboard every single day, go do that. You know, if you want to read books, you can. You know, but what is it that you'd be doing in that hypothetical world? Now, I know for a lot of people, if you're lucky, you know exactly what that is. And you're in the minority. And that's amazing. If you know, if you could think of that in your head right now and you're like, this is exactly what I'd be doing, then you're ahead of most people. But if you're not, that's totally okay. But if you think about this a, a lot, and not just like once, but ongoing, you start to take a blank canvas and fill it in just a little bit more. And then from there, you can ask yourself further questions like, what is it that makes me tick? What are, what are the things that I, I love to do? And, and it doesn't matter if you think they're stupid or if you think other people may find that they're stupid. You know, you may find lava lamps, the most cool thing in the world. But you know what? Why don't you start a lava lamp business? You know, why don't you start learning everything about them and then, you know, chase your curiosities. That's that's where things, that's where that canvas begins to get more and more full. So like what I said, get to know yourself. Exactly. But it takes time. Well, I never said it's going to happen so, overnight. Oh, 100%. I'm not disagreeing it's with that. It's never going to happen overnight. But then from finding, from looking inwards at yourself and saying, what is it that I love? What is it that I'm curious about? What is it that I'm passionate and really drives me forward? Look at yourself and say, but what are the things I'm good at? You know, are you a great public speaker? Are you a singer? Are you really empathetic and people always come to you with their problems? Are you really understanding of other people and their behaviors? Are you really good at math? Are you really good at sports? You know, think of the things that you're naturally good at. It doesn't have to be one or two. It could be five or six. But think of the things you're really good at. And then... Over time, continually just think about those three things. In a world with no money, what is it that you'd be doing? What are the things that you're curious and love and are passionate about? And what are the things that you're really good at naturally? And if you could think of those every single day, you're going to slowly, slowly, and slowly start to find more and more answers. And that's exactly what I was doing a couple years ago. And it, it really helps just lead to more fulfillment. And I'm not saying that I have all the answers because I I don't. I really don't. But this is just something that has worked for me. And I know that it can work for others. Maybe not everybody. But if you have the humility just to think like this, to think of new opportunities, to look at life from the lens of creation and creation of your own dreams and desires, then you can really achieve a lot. And again, we haven't achieved anything. It's a whole lot of nothing on this podcast. A whole lot of nothing. But... We're on that journey and on that process, and this is just part of that documentation. And I think if everybody just took that time to focus on themselves, work on self-reflection, and think of it from the sense of passion, curiosity, strength, and opportunity, that you can really, really, really start to (coughs) connect the dots, fill in the blanks, and paint that canvas so that eventually it's from blank to blurry to full. That's definitely, it's definitely possible. It's definitely doable no matter what it is you're doing in your life. If you don't have any necessarily any specific purpose or direction, it is possible to find one. And if you are really miserable in your situation and what you're doing right now, if you're just tired of wandering around, you'll do this a little, you'll, you'll, you'll do this. 
you'll you'll at least start to take don't take our advice if you don't want it that's fine but you'll start to veer in that direction i feel like everyone who wanders around aimlessly eventually does find themselves and lead themselves into 100 percent. and I, just, feel... I think people need that advice to do that and also earlier. here's another tip that's worked for both of us um and even people that i look up to like casey neistat um will also say the exact same thing and that's if you really want to accelerate the process of finding something you love, if you have no idea what that is, spend as much time as possible doing something you hate. And yep. for both of us, that was Carlton. Oh my! And that's not for me. Uh, I will preface this by saying it's nothing against Carlton. No, it was just not wasn't the for environment. Me. I think either of us were designed for. Not at all. Um, and but that ultimately does come down to self awareness. Mm-hmm. Like if you have the work ethic to you know teach yourself as much as you possibly can in every waking minute um about whatever it is you you want to be involved with then yeah i think maybe it may not be the right thing for you or maybe you know you you've just you just love like law and order and you're fascinated by law and order and you want to become a lawyer you want to become the best lawyer there is you you love suits you know you want to have a nice fancy suit and win some damn good cases that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about knowing who you are and your strengths, your passions, your curiosities, and and what you would love to be doing. If you, And also, if you want to find something that it is you want to do and you don't even know where to start, just go on Netflix and click on something you wouldn't normally click on. That's it. It's yeah. that easy to get started. Obviously, it's it's just like writing down one word and that being the first song you ever wrote. And you wrote down one word today. That's it. That's fine. It's better than no words. Exactly. It's it's you right now. You have a whole lot of nothing, and if you want to add it's all something, up. it's all up. Exactly. It's, it's all, all up, up from there. It's all up. You take that one step on the staircase that leads to exactly where you want to go. You don't know where that is yet, but it's the staircase is going to take you in that right direction. You just need to take a step, just that one. Go on Netflix. Click on something you wouldn't normally click on. Go on YouTube, and if there's a recommended video for something, and you're like, "What the hell is this?" That's even more motivation to click on it. I honestly, I click on what's recommended to me on YouTube or Spotify or SoundCloud or Netflix a lot, even if I have no idea what it is, just to see if there's something in it that could cha- could change my entire path of what I want to do with my life. Yeah, it, it, it feeds your curiosity, it feeds your creativity, and it yep. opens up your mind to new possibilities. And like, that's just a simple exercise that literally anybody can do. Exactly. And one one thing that I've been looking at my life from and it's it's an analogy and it's it starts kind of cheesy but I think it kind of develops into something that's a little bit different and obviously you hear the saying like oh like life is like a marathon and I completely agree but here's the sort of spin on it that I've added and I've been literally living every single day of my life like it if my dreams my goals and my ambitions are a marathon and I have what 42 to 44 kilometers to run I'm only allowed to take one step a day. Mm-hmm. One step a day to get 42 kilometers. How many thousands and thousands and thousands of steps are there in that? A lot. That's thousands of days. I will to check get how th- many steps are in a marathon. Yeah. So, and just think of it, think of it that way. You're allowed one to two to three steps a day. You know, your best days where you absolutely dominate, you kick ass, you do everything you ever wanted, you dominate it, you're as productive as you could possibly be. There's two to three steps. 
your average day where you know what you went to work you went to the gym there you go there's another step everything that betters you if you take a day and you better yourself you're one step forward and if you can do that every single day no matter if you will get there eventually yep and eventually after 100 days of just making progress you're gonna look back and be like you know what that's too far back i'm not going there and you just keep going. It's like doing sit-ups every morning. By the way, it's exactly 55,334 steps, okay, on average. Okay, for, so maybe you're allowed a little more than one step a day. A little but more. that's essentially what I mean. Give yeah. yourself a couple steps a day. You know, and that that could be like, you know what? I woke up early today. Yeah. I didn't think I, I, I wanted to wake up to, to see sunrise. There's a win. Start your day off with a win. You know, I wanted to go out to the gym today. I haven't gone in months. You know, you just focused on your health. There. There's a big Boom. dub. There yeah. it is. It's like waking up in the morning, and if you wake up in the morning and even do two sit-ups and then carry on with your day, and you do that every day you do two sit-ups, it's going to take a damn long time, but you'll eventually get that six-pack. Eventually. Maybe not with two sit-ups. Okay, maybe not with two. Well, okay. if you start with two, you start with and then two, you work yes. up. That's what I meant to say. I just didn't really say it. I thought, start you, with I, I thought you were literally saying, if you do two sit-ups every morning for 40 years, just maybe, two. Maybe something will happen. No. Um, if you go, if, It starts with two. Then it turns into two sets of five. Then it turns into five sets of ten. Then it just keeps five going. Five sets of two. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Two. Okay. These One. Are, these are insane two. sit-ups, by the way. These are sit-ups with Those 45 sit-ups. plates on your head. The Blart sit-ups. Blart sit bro. Paul Blart. That's oh, that nigga jacked. I want his workout plan, bro. But no, that's that's kind of how I've been looking at life. Yeah. It's a big marathon. Marathon. And every single day, if I can get one, two, three, four, five steps closer than I was yesterday, then I don't want to head back to where I was. Exactly. I want to keep pushing forward. And then it becomes addictive. Because as oh, soon it's as you so get addictive. as soon as you get any form of like Micro, micro success like i'm talking like you get a thousand views on one video which has happened to me like four times hey. and then you get like a thousand and you're like holy shit a thousand people just saw like a piece just, of content i made something i created. you know and then and then like for me one of the things that happened on my trip was uh one of my photos you know the one where i'm in the tree uh hanging over the river in the philippines yeah yeah, so that got shared by a Philippine tourism account called Sino Pines. Okay. And that they have 100,000 followers. Okay. That got like 4,500 likes. And I was like, oh my God, like well, 4,500 people like actively- Looked at that photo. Not just looked- clicked on it. But engaged with it in some way. And I was like, holy crap. I'm on, like, that's the path. It's, it's that micro victory that micro. I'm on. And it's important to celebrate those micro victories. I think like yeah. we've said in the past, like, you know, like- not everything, not every major success and breakthrough is is the big thing. Yeah, not everything's going to be monumental. And if everything's monumental, give me your method, please. Yeah, so just celebrate victories in any form. Whether that's you woke up early this morning. Whether yeah. that's you went to the gym today and you didn't think you were going. Whether yeah. that's you found a new job. You, you left a job that you hated. Yeah. Those are all successes. And Or maybe you, you baked cookies today. Because yeah. you wanted to bake them for, for the holidays, for the family. Yeah, any time that you do something for you. Exactly. Start with you and you. work outwards. Outwards. Because that's when that's where, in my opinion, true fulfillment comes from. Yep. Yeah. Like in, in, in order, and, and this this applies to every like if you 
this also applies to relationships, I find. Just do a quick blurt. Oh, I couldn't you, agree more. If you have already done this process and you found something that it is that you love and, and you know what you are doing in life and you're satisfied doing what you're doing in life and you all you want to do is that, the last thing on your mind is women. And or when, men, depending or, sorry, on Sorry, yes, you, or men. Sorry, sorry. My bad. Is a significant other. Exactly. Is someone else that you, that you want to share your life with. That's the last thing on your mind. Yeah, sure, having a friend with benefits or something on the side. But that's also not that's to just say that you're closed-minded to that opportunity. No, 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 don't be closed-minded to anything. But the thing is, if you become that person who is open-minded and then find something that they like, that that translates into relationships as well, where you could be open-minded and find someone that you like. That's completely well, it also attracts people that are like-minded that's to what you. I, that's what yeah. I was getting at. Exactly. Keeps people that are open because if you go do an open-minded thing, you'll run into that one person at that yoga class you did not think you were ever going to end up going to because yoga's stupid, and then <laughs> you meet that girl and you're like, oh, you know what? She's really fucking cool. We we know why you were at a yoga class. Don't lie. I was at the back of the yoga class. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying, I wasn't. Eat, I wasn't even doing yoga. I was eating popcorn. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know. We know it wasn't to get flexible. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I'm not the one that needs to be flexible. If you know what I'm saying. Oh man, Jesus. Blurt! Blurt! <laughs> Quick blurt. Uh, anyway, it will translate into your relationships. You will be more attractive to anybody if you are a person who's satisfied with your life, who's satisfied with where you are and what you're doing. That just And you're satisfied. You're happy with your life. Being happy with your life draws other happy with their life people in. And when two people are happy with their life... They can just have a happy life together. And then they have happy kids. Well, uh, I don't know if we can go that far. Kids mess everything. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, little shit. Once the we kids are so come, happy till we had you. Bro, once the kids come, that's when everything gets crazy. But before then, if you're a happy person, they're a happy person. You both have found your way in life. You've gone through the process of finding yourself and finding the things that you want to do. Once you find the thing that you want to do, you'll find someone you want to do. Well, that was very... That was like unanticipated sexual stuff. Oh, yeah. Find someone you want to do. Find something you want to do, and you'll find someone you want to do. In that order. Thank you, and good night. I, I, don't, I thought I had headphones on, so I reached onto my head to throw <laughs> off the headphones, but I have, I have in-ears in, so, yeah, I, yeah. No, but I think, I think the ultimate goal for everybody in life, I don't care who you are, should be to find fulfillment. To find fulfillment in relationships, to find fulfillment within your career, to find fulfillment within yourself. And I think in order to be fulfilled with anything, you have to start with you. Um, <laughs> and if, you, if you're not starting with you, with me, then how on earth are you able, are you able to find f- fulfillment in other places? Exactly. Because if you go looking for it within someone else, you're going to end up disappointed. If you look, if you end up looking for it within something else, you're going to end up disappointed. Start with you and work out, and that's when I think things will really start to fall into place. And allow yourself to be patient. Uh, take the time to have these things develop because I know speaking from my experience, it was a lot of trauma that really brought a lot of perspective into my life. Me as well. I had to go through the worst year of my life where I was in a terrible headspace every day and I wanted to die to get to now. I had to go through that to get to the, the place I am now. And I don't talk about it a lot. It's not like I don't like to talk about the, the bad space that I was in, 
But I do like to talk about the headspace that I'm in now because I managed to deconstruct myself and build myself all the way back up from the bottom, figure out what it is that I want to do and then do that. And it's there's nothing feeling. there's nothing more powerful than that. Nothing. And it will take some time. It will take a lot of time and it will take you getting to seeing your the worst parts of yourself. And then you have to see the worst parts of yourself to see the best parts of yourself. It just has to happen. I'm a big believer that the worst moments in life can bring out the best in people, depending Hundo. Hundo. on their character. Now, I find terrible moments, extreme moments, bring out extreme reactions to them. Naturally. And it really shows somebody's character how they respond, whether that's in one direction or the other. Mm -hmm. And if you can come out of your darkest moments, your toughest moments, this, the most difficult things that you've ever had to face, and you can come out of them with, with vigor, with passion, and with a drive to do better and to do more, then I think you will be successful in whatever you want to do. Whether And I'm not talking financial. I'm talking about fulfillment. I'm talking about within your relationships. Success is not deemed by financial status. I, and, and that goes through the, everything that we've said in the podcast. Sorry, just as a little aside, I agree. continue your point. I, just, I agree. When we say success, it has nothing to do with me making money. It has nothing to do with Jamie making money. It's I am now satisfied with where I am right now. And that's all satisfaction and success. It, success is satisfaction. Sorry, just wanted to put that in there. Yes. And to me, there is nothing that I would be more proud of to say at the end of the day, say 80 years from now, that I haven't lived with any regrets. I've dreamed of going to places, and I was like, you know what? I went there. Southeast Asia, I, I, I've done that. Hopefully, Morocco coming up in March, you know, like trips like Africa, um, even Antarctica I want to do in the next, like, 18 to 24 well, months. Like where in Africa? Oh, Afri I want to go everywhere in Africa. That's a lot of Africa. I, I want to do South Africa. Africans I want to do Namibia. I want to do Kenya. I want to do Morocco. I want to do Egypt. There's like, I Madagascar is one of my top. Places. I just want to see lemurs. Yeah, that'd be so sick. Lemurs are my favorite animal. But yeah, I think if you are constantly on the search for the things that you love, the things that make you passionate, and I think I will emphasize the one word is curiosity. Find whatever that curiosity is within you, whatever you're really just uncertain about but you want to learn more whether that's playing the guitar whether that's following a sports team whether that's playing chess it could be as simple as anything as those but really go explore those things and whatever stokes your curiosity go for it and don't look back because life's too short to look at reasons to say why not and i think that we should all look for reasons why we can yep preach hundo Retweet all that shit. Revine, re, re TikTok, re oh is that the, is that is that what it's called now? I don't know to re talk something. Re talk, but yeah. on that note, I like to take a TikTok detox if I'm honest. On that note, I think uh, we're gonna end with one last thing mm -hmm. right before, and that's I want to know what you Roland Prince are most thankful for. Oh, what I'm most thankful for, um. I'm really thankful for my mom, honestly, because without my mom, I would not have all of the qualities about myself that I do have and all the qualities about myself that make me the person that I want to be, that satisfy me as the person that I am. All those things that make me me came from her helping me 
to discover those things. It came from her pushing me to do the things that I wanted to do, giving me the acceptance and understanding that she, that, sorry, that understanding that I want something that's different than what she wanted for me, and that's okay. And honestly, without my mom, I would not be where I am right now. So I'm most thankful for my mom. What are you most thankful for, Mr. Jamie Lee? I'm just most thankful that I I genuinely believe that I am surrounded and like I don't mean this to sound cocky cuz it's it's not about me it's about everybody around me. Yeah. I genuinely believe that I'm surrounded by the best people of anyone I know. Whether that's my friends or family or the people that I have in my circle mm-hmm. are like I can't even explain how amazing they are. Like my friends and my family, like everybody, they, like through my toughest times, they've been there for me. I remember you were there for me uh, the day, like CJ passed, you came to my house. I still remember where I was and where, like where I was sitting, exactly where I was when you called me. I yeah. still remember I was in the window seat of like one of those like, like four seats that are facing each other on the O train. I was at the Carlton stop. Where, I remember where you I remember, get off outside of Win. Uh, I remember every conversation I had that day, like that like vividly. Like, yeah. And I genuinely believe that the people that I'm surrounded by are the. I I I genuinely believe I have the strongest support group of anyone I know, and yeah. that's both friends and family. And I I just couldn't be more proud of that. It's shaped me into the man I am today. And back to the last podcast with Shandy, I, I'm a big believer that you can tell a lot about a person by the friends that they they have and the people they surround themselves with. Oh, 100%. And I think the people that uh, like surround me really, I try to give, a, a, can give as much of a testament to who I, who I think I am, who I wish to be. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm most thankful for just having like the most incredible people like in the world, like it, 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 I, I don't ever run out of words to say or find it difficult to speak my mind. But this is like one of the few times I do, because I, I, it blows my mind how lucky I am to have the people that I do. That's that's another thing. If if you don't know what to do with your life, you don't know what your what what your goals are, but or you have a general direction you want to travel in, surround yourself with people that are willing to support you in the dreams that you want. Because th- there's no one person who gets the things, all the things that they want that got there 100% by themselves. There was that mom or that girlfriend who came and brought them a bowl of soup because they were sick and working in bed. There is that, that one person that they picked up a phone to call because they were having a really tough time starting a business and they can't handle all this stress. There's that person that they called to talk to to calm them down. We're social creatures. 100%. And we should explore that. We have to. We have to. And through exploring more the people around us, we get to know ourselves better. We get to know what we like better, what we don't like better in terms of everything. And we discover new things about ourselves, about others. And it all comes together. After you take your whole lot of nothing, you go through a whole lot of something, and you become a whole lot of someone. Oh, that was so good. Thank you. And with that, we are going to end today's episode. Episode number what? Eight? Episode Blart! Blart! This is the Blart episode. That's all we're going to call this episode is the Blart episode. And if it got called anything else and you're looking at the screen and it's not called the Blart episode, something went very wrong. 
I'm not going to call it the Blart episode. So that's what went very wrong. <laughs> but we want to we want to know from you guys. We want to hear from you guys. Message us. Me, I'm 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 rolling the yeah, pants actually, on Instagram. No, really. Like if you're listening to this and you've, and you've gotten, gotten this far, far um, I don't care weird. if you're one of my best friends, like Philippe or somebody that or my mom, but anybody. Message us, talk to us, and let us know what are you thankful for. Yeah, that's it. Like actually, you don't even need to preface it with a hey or hello. Just send to us. I'm thankful for. And but actually, it is you're thankful. I, I actually encourage people like. Please yeah, do this because I'm, I'm genuinely interested. I will I will post whatever it is that you say up on my story. Or if you wanted me to keep it to myself and you just wanted to tell me, that's no problem. But something that you're thankful for, and that's one step in the direction that you need to get to anywhere that is that you want to go. Find something that you're thankful for, and that's it. That, that, that's your step for the day. It's there just, you go. Find something you're thankful for. Let us know. And with that... Thank you so much to everyone who tuned into this episode a whole lot of nothing. We really hope to see you on Wednesday or whatever day this ends up posting. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever. Anyway, new episodes every Wednesday. Or sorry, every Wednesday and Monday. I said that backwards. Monday and Wednesday. Yeah, you know what I mean. Thank you for tuning in. Please follow us. Please give us a follow on Instagram uh, and follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, all of that. Whole lot of nothing podcast or search for Jamie Lee. Anyway, my name is Roland Prince. His name is obviously Jamie Lee because I just said it five times. But thank you so much for tuning in and have yourselves a 